Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. Today is Tuesday, November 12th, 2019, and I know it's late. I should have probably said that on yesterday's show, but I want to say a big old thank you to our uh, veterans of the armed forces who have fought in the wars for our freedom. Yesterday, Monday, was Veterans Day. And uh, on that day, we do remember your uh, fighting for us and your sacrifices of, you know, whatever. And we recognize your your great works. Um, a lot of people have, uh, again, my name is Vinny Apicella, and you are listening to the Sports Wire on Anchor.fm and anywhere you may find your favorite podcasts. And a lot of people, at least, you know, some people who are not necessarily read up on the information but a lot of people always get confused between Memorial Day and Veterans Day what's the difference well here you go Veterans Day we recognize the veterans who are still alive and have come back from war successfully and we recognize their um, you know their work over there their fighting their time over in wars, whichever war they may have fought in, uh, being in the armed forces. Memorial Day, we recognize those who have given the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom and have lost their lives during battles, um, whatever war they were in. Um, So that is kind of the brief uh, the, the, the brief description and difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Uh, Veterans Day, I always thought Veterans Day was a federal holiday, which I know banks are closed and everything, and and my son had off school, but there are other school districts, especially out of state that I, you know, out of Connecticut, I should say, in different states that actually did have school today, which I was really shocked. Um, to me, that's kind of a disrespectful, in my opinion, but... You know, with that said, you know, I guess it's up to the school district whether they should have school or not. Um, anyways, I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for whatever support you're giving to the Sports Wire uh, on Anchor.fm. As always, you could uh, find me at Viapsella SWE on, on Twitter. And then on Instagram, you could follow the Sports Wire on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Sports Wire Audio. Um, Let's see. I watched partial of Monday Night Raw tonight. I will watch the full, the, the Hulu version at least tomorrow, uh, and then go over a brief review. Although Survivor Series is shaping up very well, I'm you know I like the idea of including NXT and doing the whole NXT takeover because you know I do I like it to the point of. They're showing that NXT is not necessarily developmental anymore. You know, it, it's it's on par with Raw and SmackDown. While Chris Jericho says it's like WWE, CW, but no, it's not. It's kind of, it's their third brand, and actually, they're more, I guess, more wrestling based, less dramatic. Like they're you know Raw and SmackDown are the main two shows. You know, they'll do a lot of the over the top gimmicks and over the top uh, storylines. NXT is focused basically on basically on the wrestling. 
you know, small intimate crowds in full sale other than when they do their takeovers and they pack them in. And it's honestly the more popular brand in, in WWE uh, right now in terms of uh, whether, you know, the most popular brand. Which is why it's perfect to combat AEW. Now, the only thing I don't like that Survivor Series is shaping up with is there are so many triple threat matches. Like, obviously, with three brands in there, you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have that. You know, you're gonna have you've got, for example, you've got AJ Styles as the U.S. champion from Raw, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura the Intercontinental Champion from SmackDown, and taking on Roderick Strong, the North American Champion from NXT. And, I, you know, and then you got the Women's Champions. You got Becky Lynch from Raw, Bayley from SmackDown, and Shayna Baszler from NXT. So there's two triple threats. And then you got, the, you know, you got the, the traditional Survivor Series 5-on-5-on-5 five 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 elimination matches where it's going to have three teams. And... I don't know how how I necessarily feel about that because it's gonna be I don't know are they gonna do you know the the, the five tag teams now because I don't even know if NXT has five tag teams I mean if you include uh, UK I guess you can do that but are you gonna put the tag team title holders you know in one match I think they are you got the Viking Raiders you've got the New Day now uh, you know Viking Raiders from Raw. New Day from SmackDown, and you've got uh, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly from NXT. Well, where does NXT UK fit in? You know what I mean? Um, because as you can see, as you can tell from uh, SmackDown and then tonight's Raw, Imperium have been making them making themselves known um, because they they just have been. <laughs> uh, you know, because they are part of NXT, and, and actually, they've been they've been more wrestling on NXT rather than NXT UK lately, which is weird because Walter is the NXT or WWE UK champion, so he technically should stay on NXT UK. But who am I to say that? Although I would love to see a match between Walter and Brock Lesnar. I've been saying that for for months now. Although you know. They're not going to have a triple threat with the with the world champion, so to speak, or the, the heavyweight champion, the, the main champion, because you're going to have uh, Brock Lesnar defend the WWE Championship against Rey Mysterio. Well, that kind of throws... You know, could you imagine Brock Lesnar versus The Fiend versus Adam Cole, Bay Bay? Um, that is going to... That would... I would feel bad for Adam Cole in that match. I mean, I don't necessarily think that they wanted to do that match, which is why they went the way they're going with Brock defending against Ray. I don't know. Are you gonna have? Maybe they'll have they'll have title matches on Survivor Series, considering Adam Cole is not defending the NXT Championship at Takeover the night before because he's going to be involved in War Games. And let's see if all of Undisputed Era survives war games this year. Because you're going to have, you know, the Undisputed Era who have been in the past two war games. They are this generation's four horsemen. I mean, no doubt about it. Uh, Adam Cole is Ric Flair. Then you've got Roderick Strong, who's, you know, that that (laughs) secondary singles guy. Whether it's 
Barry Windham or Sid, Sid Vicious or Justice or Sting or, you know, whomever, or Ole Anderson. And then you've got, the you know, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly who are Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard or Arn and Ole when Tully, you know, when Ole was still active. So, you know, it's just one of those things where they, they've got the experience in, in the war games. So now you're going to have, you know, the Undisputed Era taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he's going to be joined by Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. And I would, I would love to see Dominic Dajakovic in there. But who's going to be that fourth member? It's not going to be Johnny Gargano because I have a feeling Johnny Gargano is going to take on Finn Balor. So who's going to be that fourth member? We, we'll, we'll probably find out sooner rather than later. Will it be Velveteen Dream coming back? But I've heard Velveteen Dream's actually going to be out for quite a while uh, with an injury. So I'm not necessarily sure if he's going to be there or not. All right, welcome back to the Sportswire. And this is Vinny Apicella. I apologize for that quick and so, and, you know, that quick stop. Uh, as you know, I usually record while I'm at work and had to do some work, do work functions. Anyways, <coughs> with that said, I want to thank you all for listening again. And like I said, I don't, I think it's going to end up being Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano against Finn Balor at TakeOver. So I don't feel like either one of them will be involved in the, in the war games, in the war games match. So that's what that, that's what that is. Anywho, um, I just want to say uh, that, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, haters that are out there. There's a lot of people that are out there uh, because, like, I saw an exchange on Twitter the other day between Matt Coon and... And, and uh, Stephen Pinu, who, if you listen to Jim Cornette's drive through or experience, you know he's the uh, lawyer for Cornette. And uh, he's part of the cult of Cornette, yada, yada, yada. And he basically has... Uh, everybody knows Jim Cornette. If, you, if you're a wrestling fan, people know that Jim Cornette is an old school style fan. Uh, you know, he's manager for many years, photographer for, you know, years before that, uh, got in the ring a few times, you know, but mainly he's a hall, you know, he's a hall of fame caliber manager, which I'm waiting for him to go into the WWE hall of fame. I don't know why they haven't done it yet, but anyway, so I just wanted to kind of touch on something. Now, he, this is not going to be in reaction to anything because Tonight, or this morning, Matt Coon did release his total engagement, who talks about why Jim Cornette should get out of wrestling. I have not listened to that yet. So this is not in reaction. I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, I could guess what he's talking about. Here's the thing, okay? Jim Cornette is a wrestling purist. He's a wrestling historian. He enjoys what he enjoys. And, you know, so... When it comes to AEW, there's a lot of stuff on AEW that he doesn't find attractive, so to speak. Or he doesn't find 
entertaining or relevant. Here's the thing, okay? The Young Bucks, and I, and I described it on the show last night with AEW Full Gear's re- review. The Young Bucks make their matches look like video games. They're like 2K20 video games where, you know, they do the same moves over and over again. And, you know, the super kicks, you know, all the time. Like, there's super kick parties. And that's actually what started putting the bad taste in my mouth about the Young Bucks. Because they don't appeal to me. And, and apparently, neither, they don't appeal to Jim Cornette either. And then Kenny Omega has... See, here's the thing. A lot of today's wrestlers... Because Vince McMahon came out in the 80s and said it's sports entertainment, you know, it's, it's predetermined and, you know, it's like acrobatics, yada, yada, which is all true. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying that guys are really going out there trying to kill each other. They're working together. I get it. <laughs> and that's the truth. However, a lot of people, when they watch wrestling, it's, it's to escape real life. Okay? It's to escape whatever they're going through in their life, okay? They're, you know, they're watching it to live vicariously through Steve Austin. You know, Steve Austin was the one stunning his boss. You know what I mean? So, they, they, it's kind of an escapism. So, you want to believe, you know, you want to suspend your disbelief, I should say, you know, as to the point where, well, hell, you know, Vincent, you know, Steve, and, Steve Austin and Vince McMahon were working together. Steve Austin was really stunning Vince McMahon. You know, you know how stupid that sounds. <laughs> I mean, if that really happened, there would be assault, a battery and everything, but whatever. So we know it's a work. You know, we know it's entertainment. But here's the thing. And what I found. The AEW fans, okay, are some of the most toxic fans in wrestling. And, and, and here's why I say that. Okay, here's why I say that. First of all, <laughs> with AEW Full Gear's main event of Cody and Jericho, I don't recognize the Omega Moxley match as main event. It was lights out. It was unsanctioned. Okay, that's which I understand. That's the whole point of it is that AEW is not sanctioning the match because it's you know we can't we can't sanction that. It's still part of AEW, but. You know, just the the gimmick is that it's unsanctioned, it lights out and whatever. And they give you the option of turning it off or leaving, saying, that's the end of the show, folks. This next match is not happening. But this is the end of the official show. And I get that. But anyways, Jericho and Cody was the main event. And MJF threw in the towel. And, and the way I explained it yesterday was, I think that was the best way they ended it. Now, some people were kind of upset about that because it was a non-finish, whatever. And people are crapping on it. Which, rightfully so, I get it. And, but, but see, here's the thing. They're not as pissed off about that as they were about the Hell in a Cell match, you know, with, with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. Okay? And... The, the AEW fans were all over that. They were cursing the WWE left and right. They were saying, I'm getting rid of my WWE Network subscription. This, that, the left and right, everything. Like, they were, re- they were literally reading the WWE, the right, right, the, the, the right act. 
And I mentioned it yesterday that the fact is that both of the endings sucked, but at least with AEW's ending, they have a way to go forward into a new direction. With the Hell in the Cell, they didn't plan that out. Like, they didn't think about it. Hmm, we're giving this guy who we're building up, this character that we're building up, a title match inside of a cell. Well, we don't want either one of them to lose, so how do we do it? Well, the ref is going to stop it, and they both look like crap. Like, you know what I mean? Because the referee stopped it thinking the Fiend couldn't go on because Seth Rollins kept peppering him with all kinds of weapons. But then he gets up and, and is able to <laughs> put the mandible claw on Seth Rollins and could have the title switch there. You know what I mean? Referee's call. Okay, so whatever. It is what it is. It's in the past. <laughs> so, you know, but with all the stuff that's out there with Marco Stunt, Orange Cassidy, and these gimmicks that really aren't mainstream worthy, I should say. I listened to the Taz show today that he released, I think it was yesterday or today, that he had the interview with Jurassic Express, which is Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. And the gimmick works for them. And so I've kind of changed my tune on Marco Stunt. I don't want to see him in a match where, you know, he's getting a lot of these moves and He's no Rey Mysterio. So you can't even you can't even begin to compare Marco Stunt to Rey Mysterio. But it works if he's in a if it's him and Luchasaurus or him and him in the trios, him, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy, he's the one getting beat down. He's getting all the heat on him. Or, you know, he's taking the beating and then he can make the hot tag. Or, you know, he does a few high-flying spots because he could jump off the Luchasaurus' shoulders and, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It could work. Orange Cassidy, on the other hand, here's the deal. From what I've seen of him, I don't like it. You know, I don't like the hands-in-the-pockets gimmick, like, eh, whatever. You know, the, the, the light kicks to the shin and... This and that. It's just, it's making a mockery of the wrestling business. And to me, there's no redeeming point. You know, he's got athleticism to the fact where he could keep his hands in his pockets and do a kip up. You know, I, I can't do that. So he's got to have a good core muscles. I, I get that. I'm not denying that. And the same thing with the Young Bucks. They're, and, and Kenny Omega. They're, tra they're, they are awesome athletes. And, you know, they're, they're just playing awesome in that respect. But as far as wrestlers, the wrestlers are making a mockery of the business, you know, because they're like, oh, well, it's just show business. It's, I'm playing a character, you know. People, like I said, people want to escape, okay? Sure, we know The Undertaker is not an undead person, you know, a dead guy who was, you know, resurrected and, and stuff. We know that. Come on, you know, that, that, that's, that's one thing. We know it. You know, and, and that's why, you know, part of the the argument for Orange Cassidy or for Marco Stunt is, well, yeah, you know, we, we know that's not believable, but but The Undertaker is a dead guy. That's believable, right? No, we, you know, we know that. There's a difference between playing the character that's getting over and, the, and your gimmick that's not getting over with the mainstream wrestling fans and that's the thing orange Cassidy, even though he's getting you know he's getting over he's not everybody's cup of tea he's not my cup of tea 
you know, Marco Stunt, it, it takes a special um, circumstance for him to be over in my book. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of like, you know, and, and I see a lot that AEW is doing wrong. But they got, and they got to fix it. But Jim Cornette should not be leaving the wrestling business because he gives a specific take. On it. Now, people are saying, oh, yeah, well, he's race. He's saying stuff race about racist. He's saying homophobic stuff. And this and that. First of all, okay, he's a liberal. <laughs> he's a Democrat. He's a liberal. He's an atheist. Obviously, he's got a couple of screws loose because of that. Okay? That doesn't mean that he's racist or homophobic. As a matter of fact, being that he's a liberal, okay. And I'm not going to even use the term homophobic because I doubt he's afraid of gay people. He may not agree, you know. But but the whole idea is to him saying, oh, well, he doesn't agree with the gay lifestyle. Or That's still not true. He's a liberal. If anything, it's conservatives that are, that are not, that don't agree with the gay lifestyle. So, you, you know, and I've never, ever, ever heard him say one homo, you know, uh, something, anything against homosexuality at all. You know, the fact that he didn't like Sonny Kiss's gimmick is that he didn't like the gimmick. You know, it's not like he was saying, you know, anything against the person. So, the, you know, the guy dressed, his gimmick is a, I don't know whether it's a gimmick or not, but his gimmick is as a cross-dresser. You know, it takes gold dust to the hundredth degree. And it's a stupid gimmick. You know, and Jim Cornette said it around the show that, you know, he looks like he came from one of the you know, drag queen shows. So, I mean, that's not, you know, against homosexuality. It's just the gimmick that it sucks. Um, and I'm not trying to be a Jim Cornette, uh, a uh, Jim Cornette apologist or anything. But the fact is, I do feel like he gets a bad rap because he's old school and he likes things differently. He likes the traditional wrestling and you know he came up in the business where Bill Watts liked the athletic looking guys you know what I mean and you know him and Vince Russo had a big had a big argument because of Vince Russo's crash TV style you know so he does like more traditional based wrestling and yes wrestling's going to evolve like everything else but here's the thing Okay, that doesn't mean that he should be out of the wrestling business. That's all I'm trying to say. He's entertaining, he's got a good take on wrestling, and that's it. And and maybe it's because Matt Coon has become a big fan of Jelly Janella. <laughs> see, here's the problem that I see with, with Joey Janella. Okay, and I think it's that he touts the fact that he never went to wrestling school. He's self-taught. Now, you can self-teach yourself a lot of stuff and learn on the fly. You know, it happens in work, all the, in jobs all the time. It happens in whatever. You can be that smart to self-teach yourself. But, see, here's the thing. is like, even guys that were in ECW, like, maybe, maybe not Mikey Whipwreck, but, you know, even guys that were in ECW still went to wrestling school. Maybe they didn't look like stereotypical wrestlers. You know, or their gimmicks were not, you know, up to stuff or whatever. But they still went to wrestling school. You know, and the fact that Janela keeps saying, oh, well, I never went to wrestling school. And I just learned it on my own in the backyard. And 
listen, I did backyard wrestling. It's not fun. Because you could choreograph whatever you want, but unless you know how to learn how to fall or learn how to take bumps the correct way, there were times when I was in backyard wrestling where, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a clip all over YouTube of me getting hit in the head with a trash can, and I'm not, I'm not talking about one of those ones that WWE or anybody uses that, you know, the, the aluminum foil ones that crush on contact. No, this was a huge 50-gallon drum uh, at a park that parks use as garbage cans. And it was thrown at my head. And I probably did get a concussion that day or whatever. Um, but, you know, and I, and I had my knee screwed up from a chop block that went wrong. You know, because we didn't always choreograph things. But then it's like, then I moved on to a different one that, uh, you know, they ended up, uh, they ended up, having a ring, you know, building a ring in their backyard or whatever, and it was pretty cool. But if you don't know how to take the bumps or how to release someone correctly or, you know, you could seriously get hurt, you know? And, and the fact that Joey Janelle, all he likes is the death matches, you know? It's like, again, uh, you're putting your body through hell for no reason, Learn the correct way, you know, um, and and I think that's what it is, and uh, and that's the unfortunate truth to the situation. But no, I don't feel that anybody has to leave the wrestling business because of their viewpoints. You know, that'd be like saying Vince McMahon has to leave because he's out of touch. Well, that may be true, but the guy has been in the business for over fifty years, and look at what he's done to the business for the business. So. You know, anyways, um, that's it for my rant for today. Again, my name is uh, Vinny Apicella. Follow me on Twitter at the Apicella SWE. Follow me, follow Sportswire on Facebook, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sportswire Audio. Also, you could go ahead and donate to my No Shave November causes, no-shave.org uh, slash member slash Vinny AA. You want the link is there on our anchor.fm page which you can access by going to sportswireaudio.com. And also you can email us anything you may want, sportswireaudio at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening, and uh, have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow right here on the Sportswire.